0: Well, it's good to be back on the road today after uh, about a week in and out of Moab. Uh, That's the uh, only large town in the region, kind of for miles and miles. Um, We used it as a base um, to do some hiking and biking and uh, go to Arches and Canyonlands National Parks. and, uh, And just spend the day in town. We wound up having two rest days, well, day and a half. I had like a half rest day in the beginning of the week and another one yesterday. And it was good to get going again today. We took the bus, uh, elevated transit, down to Blanding, um, cut about 80 miles off. And then we took off from there about 4.30 p.m. And um, it, was, uh, it was intense riding. It was very windy, uh, wind headwind, and talking about 25 mile per hour headwind. Um you know, ups and downs, and even the downs were a little terrifying because um, you get the wind coming at your face, and you're trying to control your bike, and so I was trying to stay under 20 miles an hour in the downhill um, for that reason, and uh, we stopped, so we rode about 20 miles from Blanding and stopped here at this uh, BLM campsite, it's 7.30 right now and I'm recording this, and we uh, already had some stuff to eat. I picked up food in Moab. I didn't have to cook. That was very nice. And especially with the wind being what it is, the wind has pretty much died down now. And uh, the sun has gone down enough so that we now have some shade. And uh, we'll get up early in the morning and uh, push on for the next day. Maybe go to Natural Bridges. No. Uh, yeah, Natural Bridges National Monument. Or maybe bypass it entirely and try to make it down to as close as possible to that ferry that we need to take across the Colorado River. i uh, see what happens. There's really not much going on in Blanding, um, a tiny little nothing town, uh, a little smaller than Monticello, but they did have a, a visitor center. We filled up our, our water bottles, and they uh, seem to be uh, attracting uh, a lot of tourists as it is kind of a gateway to the uh, natural bridges and Hovenweep. and weep. Uh, national natural monuments, and uh, yeah, and if you go about I don't know twenty thirty miles south, uh, you get to White Mesa, which is the uh, um, Ute tribal community, and so you see a lot of Native people in Blanding, and um, but yeah, pretty quiet, sleepy town. We got to carry water for um, possibly three days. I'm um, pretty sure we don't have enough. And at, we might go to Natural Bridges National Monument. And if we do, we can get water there. Um, then we're good until for a day ride until the ferry. But if we bypass that, we might have to camp a second night uh, before we can fill up again. Uh, we'll see how that goes. We might have to resort to uh, asking cars for water, which the roadies tell me is uh, pretty easy to do. Um, we, we may find out. Um, But we are prepared to filter water, but uh, there really hasn't been any water to filter. There's the Colorado River, which we are now away from, but it was disgusting, and um, the streams are pretty much all dry so far. So um, if we find some water that can be filtered, then we will get it, and uh, now we might have to uh, beg for water. I'm here on the shores of Lake Powell, in Halls Crossing, Utah, gonna take the ferry tomorrow morning into Bullfrog, Utah. Today was one of the most uh, difficult rides that we've had. Um, from we started out about 20 miles west of Blanding, and we had camped at a little BLM campsite there. And um, as we started out immediately had a big climb and probably 10 miles of climbing. And uh, the rest of it was largely downhill, but the wind was so intense, and we had—you know—at least I experienced uh, 20 mile per hour headwinds. That I was uh, normally on on hills that you can normally cruise down at, you know, 30 miles an hour. I was uh, barely going 10 while pedaling, trying to uh, trying to push against the uh, headwind. So it was very intense, and we uh, totaled a little over 70 miles for the day um, because there was really nowhere great to camp, and we wanted to get to the shore here for the ferry. We had a long day, and we uh, you know, really hammered it out. Probably going to be pretty sore tomorrow. I know Ross was feeling the sunburn effects, and uh, I uh just tired from biking so many miles. My hands kind of hurt. <laughs> my, my, uh, yeah, my wrists, my knee, uh, my back has been an ongoing issue. So uh, you know, we'll see how that goes in the morning. But we're gonna get up. We're gonna take an eight o'clock ferry across the Lake Powell to. Um, it's a piece of Utah State Highway Two Seventy Six, and once we're in Bullfrog, we're gonna go up to uh, the Burr Trail and take that across to Boulder. It's about 73 miles from uh, Bullfrog, where, where the ferry drops us off, to Boulder, where we get back on, where we pick up uh, Highway 12, and um, we're going to have to go, it's going to take us at least two, maybe three days, maybe two and a half days, um, we're going to have to go with Fall Water again, we went with Fall Water um, camp last night, but yesterday we only rode for a piece of the day because we had... Taking the bus late into Blanding. So, this is going to be, going to have to carry full water. I've got uh, a couple of water bottles, uh, disposable bottles that I was given today when I um, thought it might not be a bad idea to ask, hold up my water bottle as suggested by the roadies, and see if uh, some passing motorists might want to give me some extra water. Um, this is right at the turn off uh, from Route 95 to Natural Bridges national monument which we skipped but we got to see pretty much all of Bears Ears and natural bridges from the highway and i think thought we saw the grand staircase but i don't know we didn't pass grand staircase and it disappeared so i'm not sure but um yeah some really 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 great uh, rock formations and uh really scenic stuff and no need to go into the monument but anyway i stood out on the corner and uh I just walked over to the corner and I held up my water bottle and I pointed to it. And uh, the first car that came by um, pulled over and was like, oh, you need water. Uh, A very friendly Chinese couple gave us each two bottles of water. And so uh, so I still have those bottles. They're now empty. Um, But I'm going to fill them up tomorrow just so I can have a little extra. And once we get into Boulder, we shouldn't need to be carrying extra water anymore. Um, The reason we carry so much water is really just... Because if we, if we don't have an opportunity to fill up, um, before the end of the day or at the beginning of the next day, you know, if we have to do two days or more with, without uh, access to water. So we'll fill up tomorrow here. Um, I have a little over a gallon and a half in my normal, in what I had carried with me, and now I got a little extra. Um, so I probably have about two gallons capacity that I can carry with me, um. I guess that's right, I think the math is right on that, yeah. So, um, I so far have not run out of water. Um, I was given, I had a two-day stretch in approaching Moab, Utah, where I was given water. Um, One person pulled over and filled up one of my water bottles, uh, my 20-ounce bottle, Um, but I I think I would have been okay without that. Um, And likewise here, I would have been okay without the extra water, but it's nice because... You don't have to worry as much. And it's also nice to know that uh, all I had to do was walk to the street and ask for water, and I got it very quickly. So that's reassuring. So right now we're camping at the quote-unquote primitive campground at the uh, Halls Crossing. So we get in a Halls Crossing, there's a little gas station, and a a, um, general store, convenience store, I guess, um, which closed at 5, and I got in uh, about 6.30, I think so uh yeah a very long day road from about nine to six thirty with uh only a ham- handful of short breaks um, a lot of climbing and a lot of fighting headwinds I said that already um so I got in here there's water outside this uh this little convenience store, so we'll be going over there filling up we had uh, we have showers here at this campground um deluxe shower I was even able to pull the uh shower massage off the wall and uh not that i would do much with it, but um, but that was that was very nice. Um, it's just seems weird they call it a primitive campground. Uh, it's twenty six dollars per site, so oh, I guess we'll uh, pay that in the morning. We haven't paid that yet, I don't think. Um, and yeah, there's also an RV park right next to the store. So um, and we'll go down a little bit further. We'll go down about a mile. There's a marina, and then about another mile or two is where the ferry actually departs so it's a little bit a little bit of a sprawled out nothing town um, I think tomorrow will be interesting we uh, it's going to be very tough because it's going to be all climbing tomorrow um, a couple of really steep climbs and then some gradual climbs and I will be really happy if I make it 43 miles to the first campsite, um, a BLM campsite, so no services there. But uh, but the reason, it's, it's more of a mile, like a mile post for me than anything else. Um, obviously, if there's no services there, then, you know, I can camp anywhere. But if I make it that 43 miles, it's a total of 73 miles from the ferry to Boulder. So that means that I'd be more than halfway, and I'd be in a good position to... Finish the climb out the next day and then descend into Boulder, and uh, and I know I could do it in two days, which makes it easier on the on the water situation. Now I have food, plenty of food. Um, I might stop into the you know, grocery store in the morning and get a can of beans or something just to top off my supply. But but I'm pretty good. I have um, things that need to be cooked. I have the instant soup, and I have uh, some. Uh, boil in the bag of rice which i think i talked about before which is i've always made fun of people for buying uh you know the quick cooking rice but uh this is great for the bike tour it's very easy and uh boils in about eight to ten minutes so nice and straightforward and then i can take that take the bag out of the uh out of the water and then put the water into soup or oatmeal or something else so uh multitasking and getting more out of the stove I have oatmeal and dried fruit to put in. I have granola. Um, I have uh, a ton of cliff bars and uh, a handful of various snacks as well. Uh, lara bars. So I think uh, I'm in pretty good shape for food. And then I know when we get to Boulder, there's a there's a grocery store, and Escalante as well. I think Escalante has like a natural food market. Uh, so that'll be cool too. Uh, but once we get to Boulder, the the heaviest the most difficult stretches will will be done, and uh, we'll cruise in a Bryce and then to Zion. Um, it's very windy here. It's been windy all day. We've been fighting headwinds, and of course now the wind is going in the opposite direction. So I guess that's that's how it goes. Um, but we'll see how the wind works tomorrow. If we get if we get a little wind off the lake, then we can that'll help us. Uh, but I don't think that's going to be the case because it seems to be coming from the other direction right now. um but yeah, so if you see us on the Burr Trail in Utah, say hi. If not, we'll talk to you uh, again probably from Boulder. There's not a whole lot going on here. Well, nothing going on here really, but um trying to think of interesting highlights from the route. I mentioned that we got water. Um, we There was really nothing out there. It was very, very isolated. And this is probably one of the most remote places that I've ever biked toward. Although when I was in uh, upper peninsula of Michigan, it was pretty remote in some places. Um, but this is really out there. I mean, talking, you know, more than 50 miles between services. Um, we rode, yeah, from Blanding. It's probably about 90 miles from Blanding that we did. Um, and so, yeah, that's, that's really the nearest services. I mean, you can go into the National Monument Visitor Center and you can get water. Uh, and the telephone, but, uh, you know, if you're looking for food and and other services, that, uh, I guess, Blanding is the the nearest place, and now, I guess, Boulder, because Boulder will be uh, 73 miles from here. Um, I did have an incident with uh, a lot of, a herd of cows. Um, There are, we've we've been passing this whole bike tour, we've been passing a whole lot of, uh, you know, what they call free-range cows. You know, still miserable. They still have the tag in their ear, and they're still... You know, obviously, going to be slaughtered for no reason, but they, um, you know, at least they walk around and they eat grass, which I guess is, I don't know, better than not eating grass, I suppose. Um, but yeah, they, they, um, so there's a lot of sections that are uh, considered open range, where basically they, the cows get to just roam, and there's fences, you know, at, at every mile or two, maybe. And, uh, and they also have these cattle guards in the road that people in other parts of the country might not be familiar with, but basically there are these, these bars um, across the road. Basically, you know, it's almost like having a railroad track, but like a whole bunch of tracks. And it's just really, they're really close together. They're maybe, I don't know, six inches apart, maybe a foot apart. Um, and they're perpendicular to the roadway. And uh, the purpose is that, I guess, cows are afraid to cross them and deer as well, other animals, um, so they, um, so they'll stay, you know, so that'll be in the road portion, and then the side, and the uh, grass is, is a fence, and, uh, anyway, so I'm going through, you know, the cows are, from what I've learned, they, they seem to be afraid of, of me, um, I don't know if it's because they're just, some of them are so young, they've just never seen a bicycle, or they just, I don't know, but, uh, yeah, they usually, they, they will look up and stare, and, uh, I'll just, you know, wave and keep going. And, uh, but sometimes if they're close to the road, they'll get up and they'll run off. And, uh, you know, today I had a whole bunch of them. They were taking up the whole road and a bunch of grass and, um, they saw me coming and I kind of slowly approached and I announced my presence as, as you would do when you're in uh, bear country or, you know, so you don't startle animals. And, uh, they, they didn't, they kind of looked at me and as I got closer, they just started running. But the problem is they were running down the road in the direction that I wanted to go. So we, basically, I would go, and they would run down the road in the same direction I wanted to go. Um, and then I would stop, and they would stop, and turn around and look at me. And then I'd go a little bit, and they would go run same direction. And uh, so this repeated several times. And um, unfortunately, I couldn't couldn't go very fast either because I was... They're a big headwind, so I was only going like 10 miles an hour tops. And uh, at one point, there were, they were uh, about four on the right side and a whole bunch on the left side, and I was trying to kind of get them to, you know, maybe I'd go on the right side to try to get them to go to the left and where the others are. But they uh, could not seem to figure that out. Um, they didn't seem to figure out that they, uh, you know, could split. You know, car car would come, and the cows would split. And the car would go through in the middle and then they immediately went right back in the road and I couldn't keep up with the car, so I couldn't get through. Um this went on for a little while. Eventually I stopped. I, I figured out, let me just wait here and then, you know, see if maybe they'll forget about me and go, go on with their business and then which be being off the road. But uh they they did not and um eventually they uh just you know, just kept running and wound up on the Going off to the off the road, and uh, things worked out. I was able to get by, but uh, it was a little bit of a weird incident because uh, you know I don't want to bother them. We'd uh, I don't know why they couldn't figure out to just go off the road, but it was uh, things that happen when you're riding your bicycle in the middle of nowhere.